Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. And they realize, a leper! You know, they're all freaking out. And Jesus reaches out and touches the guy. And now this teacher that they've been hearing all this stuff about and they've been listening to all this time, he has just willingly made himself unclean. He has willingly put his life in jeopardy. He has deliberately touched this leper in front of everybody. Everybody saw it. And then he healed him. You're never too bad to be loved by God. To him, there's no such thing as a lost cause. Today, Pastor Robert shares that Jesus willingly touches a man with leprosy, the most despised and feared disease at the time. You'll see that Jesus reaches out to this hurting man, healing his body and restoring him to his community. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew, chapter 8, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Verse 2, behold, Matthew's like, check this out. A leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus, and look at the order of this. This is what struck me. Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. But I love the order. I love the order. Because, see, I mean, if it had been me, you know, I think I probably would have said, I'm willing. Be cleansed. But that's not what Jesus did. Jesus reached out and and touched the man and then said, I am willing. Be cleansed. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading something into it that's not there. But for me, there's, there's something to this. There was an expression of acceptance and compassion and love by the fact that the first thing he did in response to this man, before anybody had a chance to recover, do you understand? Because picture it, and if you can, thousands of people, and they realize, a leper! You know, they're all freaking out. And Jesus reaches out and touches the guy. And now this teacher that they've been hearing all this stuff about, and they've been listening to all this time, he has just willingly made himself unclean. He has willingly put his life in jeopardy, he has deliberately touched this leper in front of everybody. Everybody saw it. And then he healed him. Matthew says, immediately his leprosy was cleansed. 
Now see, talk about shock and awe. I mean, you have to process this. A leper, oh no, we're all, wait, what just, what? It's like this progression of, you follow me? Amazement. And then Jesus says, don't tell anybody, just go show yourself to the priest and do what Moses commanded. There was a whole little ritual that needed to be performed that we'll look into another time. But, but I, I think Jesus wanted to give the priests evidence. You know, I think about this sometimes, you know, that the Bible tells us that Jesus was sent to the Jew first and then to the non-Jew, right? To the Jew first and to the Greek. The idea being that they were the ones that had the testimony. They were the ones that, you know, that, that God had, had pulled out from the rest of humanity and, and he, had, he had revealed himself specifically to Abraham and his descendants. He'd given them special revelation and given them, therefore, special responsibility that goes along with it right? And, and the priests of all people the, uh, among the Jewish people had that duty to represent God to men and men to God. And I think there's some significance there. Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. Don't talk about this. Just go show yourself to the priest and, and do the right thing. These priests should have immediately recognized it for what it was. The Messiah had come. And by the way, Mark's gospel tells us that, that this guy didn't shut up about what Jesus had did. You know, one of the commentators words it this way. He says, Jesus told this man, don't tell anybody. And he told everybody. He tells us, tell everybody, and we don't tell anybody. <laughs> When's the last time you talked to somebody about what God means to you, about what Jesus is, has done, is doing in your life? I'm going back to Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I'll come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Now, you know, for those of you who don't know, the, the Roman centurion, it, it's funny, you'll read different, if you look it up, you'll read different descriptions slash definitions of, of who they were. It started out, they were in command of 100 people, a century of people, and then that got modified down to 80 at one point, and then they dropped it down even further at one point to 35, and then it went back up. And some were, some were even given like greater responsibility so that they would be over as many as six centuries, if you will. In other words, the centurion would be given you know, charge over like a, a battalion or whatever, you know, so we, we don't really know. But here's what we do know. He was a seasoned warrior with 
responsibility as a commander in that area. It's possible that this was the primary symbol of Gentile authority and oppression in that part of Galilee. He may have been the governor's man, making sure everybody, all the Jews, stayed in line. You follow me? That may have been who this guy was. He was certainly one of the primary symbols of Roman authority and oppression in that Galilee region. So even though he was, he may have been the highest ranking, he was definitely one of the highest ranking officials in the region of Galilee, he was still an outcast. You, you, you see what I'm saying? He would have been hated. He would have been hated. And he comes up, and Jesus, again, he kind of drops everything. He's there among all these crowds of Jewish people, and, and here comes this Roman guy. And you know, something else that I hadn't even thought of until just now, I, I wonder how many of the Jewish, you know, big wheels in Galilee, or not so big wheels, completely misinterpreted what was going on. Oh, look at him. The, 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 you know, the, the teacher's going to go with the big shot Roman centurion. Of course, because he's the one with the money and the power. So, you know, absolutely, go with them. But that's not what was going on at all. That's not at all what was happening. Matthew, the former tax collector, himself despised by his Jewish peers, wouldn't have missed the significance of what was really taking place. Jesus was looking at individual hearts. I mean, think about the contrast. Leper, you just don't get more despised. And then Roman centurion. So the, the very lowest of the low, and then the Roman centurion. Quite possibly the highest official in the region. Jesus didn't care. Because he was looking person. You know, who are you really? We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not, not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia, so she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.